Well, today, thank you, team. You guys did an awesome, awesome job today. Amen. Anybody need anything? Sterling, you doing good? Doing good. You need a wife? Looking. Sterling's looking. Okay, he'll be out in the lobby after service. All right. Okay, he's, he's out in the lobby after service. Anybody online looking for a husband? Sterling, he's ready. Come on, he's ready. Huh? Oh, by the end of today, we get you married, right? You good to go? I'll do, I'll do the wedding. Okay, oh, got oh he's got to make it spiritual now. Thank you, worship team. Love you guys. Hallelujah. Well, today we're beginning a brand new series for the month of December entitled Joy to My World. Joy to My World. How many of you need some joy in your world? Huh? Online, anybody need some joy uh, to your world? Uh, maybe you're sitting by somebody. I'm looking at some people that need... Maybe you're sitting by somebody that needs some joy in there. Maybe you're married to somebody. Anybody married to somebody? Come on, any hands? Any, any brave people? Uh, there's, I'm brave. Yeah, look, at, I got some hands over here. Well, your husband's not even with you. I don't know where Ron is today, but, but Beth's raising her hand over there. I just told on you, so anyhow. Well, I'll raise my hand. I, there's sometimes, I'll tell you, my wife needs some joy. Hmm. What a time we live in, right? The uncertainty, the stress, the anxiety, the tension, the turmoil. But I've come with some good news today, and that is that God loves you so much that He wants to make a tangible difference in your every day. And I'm here to tell you the way that He does that is by giving you joy. Somebody shout joy. Come on, in the chat room, somebody shout joy. So over the next few weeks, we're going to look at how God brings real, overcoming, glorious joy into your world. I am so pumped about this, this truth. Now, if you have a Bible, hopefully you do, even if it's on your phone, would you go to me, go with me to the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter it's just some biblical trivia there. How many of you know that Nehemiah was actually the, the, uh, the shortest man in the Bible? I mean, that, that's the reason why you come to church, right? You learn things like this, right? And that's the reason why they call him Nehemiah. That, that's a preacher joke, you know? You, you have to go to cemetery, I mean seminary, to get all those funny jokes like that. So, so anyhow, I'm just messing with you. So, Nehemiah chapter, you know, some of you need to laugh. We are, we are on a joy series here, right? All right. My, 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 my assignment this month is to get some smiles. It's to get some joy. It's to, oh, come on, we're going, we're going to do it. You watch. So, in Nehemiah chapter 8, just stay with me just for a moment. Let me give you some important background in which this is written of what we're getting ready to, to read here in just a moment. God's people, are you listening online? Are you listening? In Nehemiah, God's people have just come out of a severe lockdown. They have been quarantined. 
not for eight months, but for 70 long years. Wow. For 70 long years, they have been in captivity in Babylon, and they've been living with uncertainty in their life, and they've been living with stress and anxiety and tension and turmoil in their life. I, I think we can relate to this story. And now what's happening with their lives is they're being sent back to their homeland to rebuild their ruined, devastated city. And now what is taking place here in, in Nehemiah chapter 8 is that God's people have actually all gathered together in the town square to hear God's preaching catch that they're all gathering together and as they begin to hear God's word being preached they begin to realize hear it how much they have neglected and strayed from God in their captivity or in their lockdown or in their quarantine now I know there's no other generation that would ever do such a thing but that's what's going on with this generation they have been neglecting God in their lockdown and as the Word of God is being preached, they begin to realize that they had just been living their own lives without devotion or commitment to God. That they had actually been in this season reprogrammed into a lifestyle that actually had no room for God. Oh, God help us. Can't get no help in here, but God help us. Right? Right? And it's in this moment, I want you to hear me, as God's Word is being declared as God's word is being preached, that the presence of God begin to seize their hearts and they begin to weep with sorrow and sadness for their complacency and their past mistakes. And as they were repenting and turning their hearts back to God, God's joy, hear it, God's joy begin to fill their lives. And it's at this moment that we pick up the story that, that God begins to declare to them in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9. Now, in case you didn't get the parallels here, I truly do believe that in our culture today, the same thing is happening through this coronavirus. I believe that it has caused a church to be a complacent church. Statistically, they tell us that about half of the church has really disconnected from the things of God and the church and what God is doing in the earth today. Can't get no amen, but I'm going to preach it anyhow. Somebody needs to shout. Somebody needs to get in the chat room and help me. And it's in this environment and in this situation where God's people is, is being seized by the presence of God that they begin to turn back to God and they begin to repent to God as the preaching of the word was going forth. And God begins to tell this group of people this right here in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9. God says, this is a holy day for the Lord your God. Don't mourn or cry. And then he told them, go eat rich foods and drink sweet drinks. Woo! I gotta stop right there because some of you, that's your Bible verse for this Christmas season. Come on, get the ice cream out. Get the cake out. You know some translation, in fact the New King James says eat the fat. My mama always told me don't eat the fat, but the fat's the best stuff, right? Right? The, the, a literal translation says to eat fat things. Come on, that's your Bible verse this, this Christmas. Does anybody need this Bible verse? Come on, that was worth coming to church for. 
Come on, get the cake out. Come on, get the sweet, get the cookies out. He says, go eat rich foods, drink sweet drinks, and send portions to those who cannot provide for themselves. Let me just stop. I, 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 I want to say this because we'll deal with this in just a couple of weeks, but, but that's the reason why we're doing what we're doing with the outreaches because it's not just about us. It's not just about, God says, listen, I, w- I want you to throw a party, but I want you then to throw a party for somebody else, right? He says, so, so send portions to those who cannot provide for themselves, and do not be sad. And hear this, do not be sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on. I love this. You've got to catch what's happening here. God tells them, don't grieve, don't be sad, don't be depressed. God tells them, what I want you to do is go through a party, not just for yourself, but throw a party for other people also. Now, why would God tell them that it's time to party? You see, their world had been messed up. But because they begin to turn their hearts back towards God, their world begin to experience the joy of the Lord. And when your world begins to experience God's joy, I'm here to tell you, your world will change like that. It won't be a sad world. It won't be a depressed world. It won't be a fearful world. How many of you need the joy of God in your world? I'm here to tell you today that this is exactly what your world needs. It needs the joy of the Lord. It's the answer, whether you realize it or not, those that are watching online, it's the answer to what you're looking for in this moment in your life. Don't miss this truth here this morning that God gives in this passage. In fact, God tells them, and what you hear today, God tells them the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's my main thought, my main point for today. It's this right here, out of this verse. God's joy is what makes you and keeps you strong. That's our main thought today. God's joy is what makes you and keeps you strong. If you want strength for your life, if you want strength for your world, for your relationships, for your families, for your careers, for your finances, for your health, then you need the joy of the Lord. I've come to tell somebody today that there is a real, tangible joy that comes from God. And when it fills your life, it will give you strength for your world. It'll give you strength for your life. Now, I don't know about you. I like happy, but I need joy. I mean, I like feeling happy, don't you? I like when everything around me is going my way. But, but, but listen, uh, I, I like happy, but, but my life really does run on joy. My life can't run on happy. It, it really was created to run on, on joy. Uh, one of my sons, I won't mention his name, lest I embarrass him in front of everybody, but... But a couple years ago, Nick was renting a Nick was renting a truck, and he rented a truck and went on a trip. And uh, he got low on fuel, so what he needed to do is to go into the fuel station. So he goes into the fuel station, and he uh, fills the truck up with uh, 
with fuel, and then he jumps back into the truck and takes off, doesn't get far down the road, and all of a sudden, the truck starts to wig out. Lights are coming on, it's sputtering, and it doesn't take long until he's just on the side of the road. And what Nick did in that moment is that he did not realize, I guess, that that was a diesel engine and that it requires diesel fuel. He put gasoline fuel in it, and therefore he was stranded on the side of the road. I'm trying to tell somebody that joy is the fuel for your life. It is the strength for your life. Your life was not designed to run on happy. Your life was designed to run on joy. God created you, come on, to run on joy. Oh, I like happy. I like it. Everybody like happy? But what you need is joy. With joy, you can run long and strong. But without joy, guess what's going to happen? You're going to wig out. You're going to sputter. You're going to stall. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to give up in your world. You're going to give up on life. Oh, how I love and enjoy happy. But my life, listen, cannot, my life cannot run on happy. It absolutely needs joy. Let me, as we begin to lay a foundation here in this first message, let me define some terms for you. First of all, let's define happiness. Happiness, are you all okay? And again, I've got to lay some foundation, but you're not going to want to miss what we're getting ready to talk about the next several weeks. But let's just deal with this word happiness. Happiness is the feeling that you get that is controlled by your happenings or your circumstances. I want to say it one more time. It is the feeling that you get that is controlled by your happenings or your circumstances. So in other words, if things are going your way, you're feeling happy. If things are not going your way, then you are feeling sad, right? If all is well at work, happy, happy, happy. If, if, if things aren't going well at work, sad, 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 right? Well, if money's good, happy, 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 right? But if money's bad, sad, 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 right? I must be talking about some of you today. Well, if your relationship's going well, happy, 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 right? If the wife is minding, happy, happy, happy. She's fixing dinner, bringing me coffee, happy, happy, happy. But if the wife is being mean and rebellious, sad, 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 right? If the relationship isn't going good, sad, 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 sad. If it's a good hair day, what? Come on, in the chat room, you missed your moment. If it's a good hair day, it's happy, happy, happy. If it's a bad hair day, it's... Come on, if the Niners are winning, happy, happy. But, but, but if the Niners are losing... I thought so. Can you see that happiness is connected to your happenings? Happiness is a feeling that is controlled by what's going on around you. Here's what you need to understand. Happiness is an outside-in job. Happiness is an outside-in job, where joy is an inside-out job. We're going to give you more definitions throughout these weeks, but just, just for 
this message alone, let me just define for you what joy is. Joy is, again, it's an inside-out job. It's a spiritual force. It's a spiritual enablement. It's a spiritual empowerment that is in you by the Holy Spirit. It is a supernatural emotion. It is supernatural gladness that remains in the life of the believer in spite of what's going on outside of them. Joy is a calm delight that is generated by God's character and nature that is in you by the Holy Spirit. And here is my favorite definition of joy. Joy is God's nature in you being experienced. So happiness is based on what happens to you, where joy is based upon God's nature being experienced in you. So hear it again online, on the other side of this camera, in this room, hear it again. Your life is not supposed to be running on happiness, not on the ups and downs of life. Come on, we just diagnosed most of your problems. Our life is not intended to run on happiness, on the ups and downs of life. Our lives were created by God to run on joy that is given by the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Can I say it again? Joy is your fuel for life. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're on the other side of this camera. What are you doing? You're getting filled up with what you need to take on your world and your life. The other day, I was driving, and I'm talking to God, and I'm praying, and, but to be honest with you, I'm complaining. Has anybody ever had any of those prayer meetings where you thought you were praying, but you were just kind of, you were just kind of complaining, and I found myself, I, I'm hearing myself, oh, God, 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 I need, I need help, I need help, Lord, and then I found myself saying this, God, I, I don't know, I don't know that I have the strength to do this. I don't know that I have the strength to do this. Now, I know you all have perfect lives, and you all are masters, and you're all strong and godly people and anointed and can take on the world, but I found myself in a moment of weakness. In fact, to be honest with you, the past eight months, um, I've found myself a lot of times in moments where I'm saying, God, I'm in a mess. God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know, God, that I have the strength to do this. I don't know how I have the strength to, to carry on. It doesn't seem like it's just a, you know, a coronavirus issue, but God, we got this issue here, and we got, we got this issue here, and then this one popped up over here, and it just seems like, Lord, the plate is a little full. Has anybody ever felt like that? Has anybody, has anybody walked into this room feeling like that today? Anybody on the other side of this camera feel like that today, like, God, I don't know if I have the strength to do this. And it's at that moment that I heard God speak. Now, I'm not saying I heard an audible voice, but the way God talks on the inside of you, up out of your spirit, here's what I heard God speak to me. He said in that moment, he says, the answer to your situation is called joy. That's the reason why we're teaching this series, because I teach you what God's teaching me. He says, son, the answer to your situation, what you're going through in life is called joy. And then he said this, and I'll never forget it. He says, your problems are not your problem. I said, say it again, Lord. 
He said, your problems are not your problem. Your problem is a joy problem. You need to hear that. So I've come to tell somebody today, I've, to come, I've come to declare something in your life today on the other side of this camera that perhaps your problems may not be your problem, but that your real problem in life might just be a joy problem. You might be trying to live your life on happiness, and you were created to run your life on joy. Why are so many people giving up? Why are so many people quitting on life? Why are so many people walking away from God, giving up on their dreams, giving up on their purpose, giving up on the life that God has for them? I'll tell you why they're giving up. The Bible tells us why they're giving up. It's found here in Proverbs 24, 10. This is the reason why people give up, throw in the towel. It's the reason why people quit on life. It's why people quit on their dreams. It's why people quit on their purposes. It's the reason why people get complacent and just try to survive. Why? In Proverbs 24, 10, it says, if you give up when trouble comes, it shows that you have very little strength. The reason why we give up is because our strength is small. And I found myself in that moment saying, God, I don't know that I have the strength to do what I need to do without even realizing that I had just given myself away. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 24.10, the reason why people quit in trouble, the reason why people quit in adversity, the reason why people quit in COVID-19, is because their strength is small. In other words, it's your strength that determines whether or not you're going to overcome in life. It's the determining factor whether or not you're going to raise that family like God wants you to raise that family. It's going to be the determining factor whether that marriage becomes the marriage that God has for you. It's going to be the determining factor whether your finances become the finances that God has for you. He says, people quit in trouble. People quit in, in hard times because their strength is, is small. Why do people quit? Why do people throw in the towel? Well, it's because their strength is small. But remember, come on, connect the dots. God shows up to a people that have been living their own lives but their heart is tagged by the presence of the Word of God, and they repent and they turn back to God, and God pours joy into their life, and then God tells them, this joy that you're filling up with, it's going to be your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So listen, if my, if my strength is small, then my joy is small. If my strength is small then my joy is small. And if your joy is small, it's because the joy thief has ripped you off. The reason why people quit on their God destinies, the reason why people quit on their purposes, the reason why people throw in the towel is because their strength is small. But the Bible says if your strength is small, 
is because your joy is small. And I'm here to tell you, if your joy is small, it's because the joy thief has ripped you off. Stay with me. I'm almost done. In fact, go ahead, worship team. Let's just kind of fake them out a little bit. Bible says in John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have, that they may, and this is how they amplify, that they may have and enjoy life. That word life is Zoe. It means the God kind of life or the life that God has. Jesus says the whole reason why I've come to this earth, the whole reason why I died upon a cross is so that you could experience the kind of life God has. I love the way the Amplified puts it because before it puts life, it puts enjoy. Or, or you could say it this way, enjoy means to give joy. So Jesus says the whole reason why I have, I have come is to give a joy life. You didn't hear that. Jesus says the whole reason why I have come to this world to die upon the cross is to give you a joy life. Is to give you a joy God kind of an existence. But the Bible says there's a thief. The Bible says you have an adversary. The devil, he roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for what? According to the context, people think, well, you know that devil, he's trying to get my wife. The devil don't want your wife. Oh, that devil, he's trying to get my husband. I, I know for certain he don't want your husband. And, oh, that devil's after me. He's trying to get my car, starting to steal my car, trying to steal. He don't want your car. He, don't, he certainly don't want your job. The Bible says in John 10, 10, what the devil's looking for, what he's come to steal is joy. Why would he want your joy? Because if he gets your joy, he gets your life. Because without joy, you don't have strength. And without strength, you don't have the ability to move on in life. You'll want to quit. You'll want to throw in the towel. It's not worth it. And that's why I'm in that moment saying, God, I don't know if I have the strength to do this anymore. And God says, your problems are not your problem. It's not that that one's in the hospital. It's not that your finances aren't where you want them to be. It's not that your wife's acting up. It's not that you're, you're facing a diagnosis. Your problem is not your problems. Your problem is a joy problem. Because if I can fill you up with some joy, you'll get some strength. And if you'll get some strength, you'll be able to overcome in the day of adversity. But our strength is small because our joy is small. The reason why our joy is small is because the devil, he's not after your happiness, he's after your, your joy. He's come to steal your joy. If Satan can steal your joy, then he's stolen your strength. He gets your strength and he gets your life. Because without, without strength, you won't fight for that marriage. Without strength, you won't fight for those kids. Without strength, you won't fight for that church. Without strength, you won't fight for those grandkids. 
Without strength, you won't fight for those finances. Without strength, you won't fight for your healing. Without strength, you won't fight for your deliverance. Without strength, you won't believe that you have a God that can make a difference in your life. I know I'm out of time. How many of you enjoyed the communion service on Wednesday? Anybody was part of that? We said it was only going to go last 20 minutes. I felt so bad like I had lied to the whole church. It went 40 minutes. Somebody said, Pastor, you do that all the time. But then they said, it's, it's, it's okay. It's a great marketing tool. People think you're only going to have them for 20 minutes, but you get them for 40. Well, how many of you know sometimes it takes a little longer to get the diesel in the truck? Come on, so don't you turn me off now. Sometimes it takes a little longer to get the joy in, to get the joy. I'm here to tell you, you're not leaving with happiness. You're leaving with the joy of the Lord. Now don't, don't stop. I got just a couple more points. <laughs> it will be done. Check this out. Let me show you why. This is just the introduction. We're, we're, we're going somewhere the next couple weeks. Let me show you why joy is so important to your life in Isaiah 12, 3. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Therefore, with joy, you shall draw waters. You shall draw water from the wells of salvation. What's interesting in the Hebrew language, that word draw, it actually gives you a word picture. Go look it up. It's a word picture. That word draw. It, it, it means, it, it, it's a word picture of a bucket and a rope let down in a well, are you with me? Let down in the well, a water well, so that you can scoop up, scoop up water and then pull it back up to the surface so that you can enjoy water for your life. That word, <laughs> I don't know if you're getting this, that, that word, draw is the lowering of a bucket into a water well where you can scoop up the water and then draw it back up so you can enjoy the water. That's the reason why the message translation translates it this way. Isaiah, the same verse, Isaiah 12, 3. Joyfully, you'll pull up buckets of water from the wells of salvation. Why is the enemy after your joy? Because joy is what enables you to experience your salvation. Joy enables you. Joy is your bucket. Joy enables you to experience what God provided for you called salvation. And I know why people aren't getting excited. I hope they are online in the chat room because you don't know what salvation is. You think it's heaven. It's not just heaven. You know what salvation is? It's deliverance. It's peace. It's healing. It's breakthrough. And God says, I gave you a joy bucket so that you could put it down into the wells of salvation and pull up your healing. Do you know why we're not seeing healing? You know why we're not seeing deliverance? Because Satan has taken our joy. And we got to get our joy bucket back for our breakthroughs, for our deliverances, for our healing. Because joy is your bucket that goes down into the wells of all God's promises 
and enables you to experience them. No wonder why the enemy wants you to live your life on happiness and not joy. Because joy is how you get your healing. Joy is how you get your deliverance. Joy is how you get your breakthrough. Joy is how you make it through a crazy year called 2020. Almost forgot what year it was. Where's your joy bucket? Come on, are you that truck on the side of the road? Been putting happiness in it when it demands joy? Why isn't the church experiencing any of the miracles of God, the promises of God, the breakthroughs of God? It's because they lost their bucket. No wonder why they're so mean and so much hate online. I, I expect it from the world, but not from the church. What happened? They're living their life on happiness. And listen, when circumstances change, you get mean and you get angry and you get sad and you get depressed. But if you'll get back into the Word of God like God's people did, all of a sudden you'll get a joy bucket and it don't matter if the finances are good. It doesn't matter what the doctor says because you've got a bucket to go get what you need to get. Ah, how many of you getting it? Joy is your bucket that brings healing into your life. Joy is your bucket that brings deliverance, provision, and peace into your life. I promise I'm closing right here. This, this is the conclusion to the matter in the introduction on the joy. In the book of Nehemiah, God's people, remember? They've turned back to God. They realize that in their lockdown and in their quarantine and in their in, 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 in being shut away that they got complacent with God. They just they got reprogrammed. That's my greatest concern about the church is they're being reprogrammed away from the Word of God and they don't even see it. It's, it's, not, that, it's not that you can't watch online or be at home. That, that, that's awesome. I think the technology is good. But are you watching? Are you participating? Are you seeking? Are you singing? Are you praising? If they say 40% of, of church people in America have not even watched online in a live moment their own church since the pandemic, don't tell me it's not reprogramming a generation that's becoming complacent, living a life without God. And that was the condition of God's people back then, and all of a sudden they realized this isn't going well, and they got in the presence of God by the Word of God, and all of a sudden they got convicted. And they began to repent, and they began to turn back to the things of God, and when they did, joy tipped out from heaven and filled their lives. And you know what God told them? Don't be sad anymore. Don't be depressed anymore because you're not living on happiness. You're living on joy. Here's what you need to do. Throw a party. Get some fat. Come on. Oh, drink some sweet. And not just for yourself. Spill it out in your neighborhood. Spill it out in your city. I don't want you just to be joyful. I want my world to be joyful. So, 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 so here it is. And I, I think I preached today. I'm a preacher today, huh? 
So, so I closed, I closed, I closed. This rocked my world hearing this. God pours out joy, and then he tells them, he goes, guys, throw a party, get happy. Sad days are over. Depression is over because you're not trying to get it through happiness. You got it through the source called joy. Let me, t- let me say something here, is that joy can produce and make you happy, but happiness could never produce joy. God says the joy of the Lord is your strength, guys. Today I've turned over the joy bucket on you. And the Bible says that God says no more sad days. I want you to throw a party. And then what takes place? A few few verses down. I believe that was in verse 9 and 10. Notice what it says in verse 12. Nehemiah 8, 12. They went from the joy of the Lord is their strength to notice they had tremendous joy. They didn't just have the joy of the Lord as their strength. They moved from that and they went and they began to experience tremendous joy. A couple of verses down from that in verse 17, it says they were filled with very great joy. I mean, they're having a joy party. God fills them with joy. He says the sad days are over. Throw a party. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And they just keep experiencing joy. They have tremendous joy. They have very great joy. And here it is, verse 43 of chapter 12. They moved from the tremendous joy to the very great joy. Notice what it says here. They had great joy, and the sound of joy could be heard from far away. They go from tremendous joy to very great joy, to the sound of joy. I felt like this was the place to close it. I declare over your life today that a sound of joy is coming from your life that's going to be heard throughout your world. You're moving, you're moving, you're moving from tremendous joy to very great joy to the sound of joy. What would it says it says that could be heard from far away? What would that be like? What would that sound like? Hey, I got healed. Hey, I got, I wonder what that sounds like. I prophesy over you today. Those that are online, a sound of joy is being heard from your life. What is that sound declaring? It's declaring healing. It's declaring breakthrough. It's declaring my money's okay. My finances are okay. Hey, I got a new job. Hey, my wife is acting right. Hey, my husband is acting right. Come on, a sound of joy is going to come from celebration. It's going to come from this valley. It's going to shake a world. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. If I had the breath, I would preach. Stand to your feet in this room. Those online, just change your position a little bit. Man, they went from a a place of complacency in a moment to a joyful moment where they weren't running their lives off happiness any longer, but they were running their lives off of joy, and that joy just kept growing and kept growing and kept growing and kept growing until it became the sound of joy that everybody was hearing. What are people hearing from your lives? I prophesy to you today, they're going to start hearing the sound of joy. 
Woo! I'm ready for the testimonies. I'm ready for the reports. I'm ready for somebody to say, hey, the doctor said I was going to die, but I ain't got no cancer in my body. I'm the healed of the Lord. You know that marriage they said it wouldn't work? There's a new sound coming. You know those kids that they said would never act right? I'm telling you, there's a new sound coming. Come on, that church that was ineffective, I'm here to tell you there's a new sound. The church they thought was dead, I'm here to tell you there's a new sound. Come on, that city that there was no hope, I'm here to tell you there's a new sound. Listen, let them do whatever they want to do. But I'm here to tell you it is the church's finest hour. We don't operate by what the world says. We operate by the joy of the Lord that's on the inside of us. So whether I have a mask on or not, I can be happy. Whether my restaurant is open or not, I can be happy. Whether I'm in the building or online, I can. Come on, somebody. Oh, help us today, Lord. Help us today, Lord. What do you got? You got anything? Oh, you got something. Don't don't leave. Listen, I'm watching the chat room. Baby, watch the chat room. If they if they if they go out of there, you tell me. Don't, don't leave. Come on. Come, listen, can I tell you? Can, oh, see, see. That's what happens when I, I'm full. Can, can I tell you? Can, can I tell you? Some of us get so upset. Oh, he's going so long. An hour and a half. Really? 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 Do you know what happened with these people that were hearing the word? They actually was there all day. I know, I know you don't want that kind of church service, but the Bible says from the, from the moment the sun came up till the late day afternoon, the Word of God was being preached. Come on. So how many of you just give me just a couple more minutes just to make sure God's doing? I want a sound to hit your life. I want a sound to hit your life. Come on, let's sing it. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 